And welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Vaz, and you're watching the Jay Vaz Show, music and entertainment at its finest. We got a special guest with us today from Rosenberg, Texas, Richmond, Texas. Before we take you there, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at the Jay Vaz Show. Check out the website, thejvazshow.com. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, make sure you subscribe to us if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Let's get right into this. As I mentioned earlier, from Rosenberg, Texas, Twin City. That's what y'all call it, right, out there? Yes, sir. Twin Buns. City. What's good, baby? What's up, man? How you doing? Shit, I'm, I'm doing great, man. Doing yeah. great. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. It's, Glad it's, to um, be here, man. I told you this off camera, man. It's, it's pretty cool to have you on here just because, like I said, I've been keeping up with your music for years. And, and you know, especially... Like I said, I started keeping up with you back in 2008, and then once you joined, you know, started working with GT and them, it was like I started jamming to your shit a lot more, and, you know, I'm familiar with your work, I'm familiar with your music, so yeah, to have yeah. you on here is pretty jamming, dope, bro. man. Appreciate you jamming, man. So, man, let's let's get right into this, man. Um, let's talk about your history, man. Uh, you're, you're from Richmond or from Rosenberg? Or no, I'm from Rosenberg. Rosenberg. From Rosenberg, yeah, yeah. I was born in uh, Galveston, actually, in uh I moved to Rosenberg pretty much when I was young, and I've been there pretty much my whole life, man. Yeah. I've lived in Houston here and there, but mostly Rosenberg. What was it like growing up in, in Rosenberg? Oh, man, it was fun. But when I, I mean, it's totally different now, but when I was growing up, you know, we had a little tough time with my father and my mom. You know, they had a little thing going on, so I had to deal with that as the oldest of four. But... In Rosenberg, it's pretty much the same thing all the time. You know everybody in the city, you know what I mean? Yeah. We outside all the time. So it, it wasn't too bad, man. It's cool. Man, it helped me uh, become the person I am, you know what I mean? Going through yeah. the stuff I did in Rosenberg, yeah. Um, were you always involved in hip-hop, or, or how did this, you know, love for music uh, come about? Well, not really hip-hop. I'm a huge, like, rock and roll fan. Like, my favorite band is Metallica, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I... I generate you know originate from musically but i can't play any instruments man so you yeah. know what i'm saying so the only thing i could do was rap so once i started trying to figure out like i wanted to make music that was the thing i could do so I, that's when i focused on my time in the rap so, and that was probably like maybe 95 man 96 first time i heard screw and shit like that you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah so maybe that explains your aggressive style so to speak yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. um Obviously, you say you know Metallica is your favorite band. Who who have been your influences? You know, coming up in the in, in the rap game. Oh man, uh, a lot of my first music, a lot of my first projects, I had like a real fast way of rapping. I would rap, and I was real aggressive, like you just mentioned. And a lot of that comes from uh, like Bone Thugs and Harmony, Do or Die, bands like that. That's who uh, I was a huge Bone Thugs fan coming up, like real big on Bone yeah. Thugs, and. Um, that's how I kind of mimic, I guess that's how my style cre was created. You know what I'm saying? Listening yeah. to those two and trying to add my own flavor to it and just became me, you know what I mean? So when you first got started, before Lifeline Records, we'll, we'll talk about Lifeline here in a second. Before that, um, were you signed to another label? Were you just doing No, no, man. Before, before Lifeline, I was actually just um, freestyling, man. Uh, I was going to every party and every like open mic and everything that was going on and i was trying to freestyle battle anybody who thought they could rap you know what i'm saying and uh that's kind of how the mexican mike which was a close friend of mine how we started lifeline because he ended up getting one of my cds through that i was pressing up small cds and just yeah. like writing my number on them just writing my 
cell phone number and with a Sharpie on them hoes and passing them out, you know what I mean? And one of them CDs got back to my board, and that's how it kind of, it went from me just freestyling everywhere, trying to make a name for myself that way, to actually going in the studio, you yeah. know what I mean? And rapping. So, um, you said Mexican Mike and yourself with uh, with Live Blind. How, how did this connection come about? But, you know, obviously they, um, they got a hold of your CD. Yes, but yeah, but, yes. but how did this whole journey with Lifeline come about and man it was basically just like that man like like a lot of people they think it might be like a real huge story about it but it's basically just as simple as that like I was just putting music out some of my I was getting popular around my city uh some of my music got into their hands they listened to it which is Mike Gallegos a friend of mine and um he had uh little businesses running and he had a little bit of extra paper he was trying to invest and do things and one day he just pulled up to my house. I, haven't, I didn't even meet him. I never knew him. You know what I mean? He just yeah. pulled up to my house, knocked on the door. I came outside. He asked me if I was Alex, you know what I mean, was, which is my first name. I said, yeah, we got in the car. And from that moment, we just chopped it up. You know what I mean? We talked. And I had already been approached by a couple people the same way he did. So I, told, I tried to, like, tell him, man, you know what? Just, well, I need this, this, and this. And he went and did all that for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I knew he was serious. So it's from that moment. And I, like, I focused all my time into whatever he had going on, whatever projects he wanted me to do, I was doing them, you know? What was the feeling like seeing somebody willing to invest? Oh, man, in that craft, was great. Man. That was great. He's the one that took me to, like, uh, uh, Hawk and, um, you know, Kiki, ESG, C-Note, all these people I had on my first projects were because of Mexican Mike, you know what I mean? Yeah. He knew he knew C-Note, and uh, that was, like, great feeling just being in the studio with some of those guys that I used to jam, I knew all the music, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, like, I, used to, I started freestyling because of them, so that was great. It was a great feeling, that whole journey with that. Then also, we linked up with another friend of mine named Troy Reese, and that meant we all make Lifeline, me, Troy, and Mexican Mike. It's just that Troy came in the game a little bit after Mexican Mike did, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so that's when I met him, but we all invested in, in uh, I think, like, I wouldn't take that time back for nothing, man. I had a great time on the way. Yeah. All that. It was fun, man. It was, it was a great experience. So what happened with Life, with, with Lifeline Lifeline Records? Well, Lifeline was, some, was, like, we were real street niggas. We were really doing things in the neighborhood. So, like, being able to stay free, that was a big issue for us. After Because we, we just started Lifeline, and I just started rapping. Like I said, I was just doing it. Yeah. When we started seeing... I was selling mixtapes and things were going in the right direction. We were already like D-boys, you know what I mean? So it was kind of hard to like, you know, differentiate what was more important. Yeah. And so in the process of realizing, man, we got some here, some of my niggas caught cases, you know what I mean? They had to go do some time. And that was that's what basically stopped Lifeline. And we, were, we put two or three CDs out, I believe, and they caught those cases. And... Uh, Shit, they went and did their time, and that kind of slowed down everything because at that time, I was by myself. I was a little bit younger, and they were the financial backing that was pushing me, you know what I mean? And, and when they left, I had to do it all by myself, so that kind of slowed down things to the point where I was going back out to doing uh, uh, open mics again just to keep my craft sharp, and that's how I met Garza, you know what I mean, yeah. in the process of that. So, um, Before we get to Garza... And, and again, I don't want to put you on the spot. We'll talk no, about no, it as, no, as, as, as much as you want. This, uh, when you were with Lifeline, this was around the time that, I, like I said, I became familiar with your music. Yeah. Uh, this was around the time you, you and it was funny because I had, uh, 
Mark, the protege on here, uh, about two weeks ago, last week actually. Yeah, yeah, I know and, Mark. And uh, I had him on here, and he was we were talking about. He's like, I'm from Rosenberg, you know. He he brought you up, and I was like, man, you know, I, I remember Buns. I like, you know, he he was beefing with uh with one of my boys at the time, Leacock, and then he's like, fuck, I forgot that was a thing. So um, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was? Oh uh, man, that that the beef you mean? Yeah. Had, oh man, like at first me and Leacock were cool. Like uh, we had a few songs that we were trying to do. He did music, I did music, and we Mexican Mike is a mutual friend of ours. Uh, he was actually real close to friends with Leacock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prior to me meeting them, I was like the new guy coming in, and I don't know, man. Like just in the process of going. A lot of he say, she say shit. I heard some things he said about me or whatever, and he was upset with Mexican Mike, and I was saying things back, and, like, it was just a huge thing that was going on. We were real close. So, and, like, I was so tough in the music at the time, and I was kind of a hardhead dude. Like I said, I was in the streets a lot doing that, so I went took the route of, like, beef, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. flex. He beefed with me the same thing. And uh, that shit carried on for a while, man, just, just back and forth, but... Like one thing, I always kept it cool. It was just a per. It was personal. It wasn't business at all. It was a more personal thing. Yeah, like at that yeah. time, I didn't like him, just as a person. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to have beef with him. But every time anybody had ever approached me in the industry and brought up this topic, like I would never say, "Oh, that's, he's a whole ass nigga." He's like, yeah. I wouldn't talk down on him because he really, when I knew him, he was really grinding. Nigga yeah. was really doing things. He was really moving. He was like, so I really ain't going to say he was a whole ass nigga. Like, and talk about him business. It was just a more personal thing that yeah, I had yeah, yeah. fell off. We fell off like that, bro. That's just how it was. And we squat, you know, we handled our business. And I ain't seen him in a while. And, and like, like I ain't even mad. Like, that shit's a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was a long time ago. I ain't even flexing ago. on that shit no more. Um, I remember, you know, as, as, a, as a fan thinking, like, you know, obviously that was my boy, so I knew his shit jammed. And like I told you earlier off camera, like I knew your shit jammed, but it was like, fuck, I can't show up no love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like, why, why, instead of beefing, why aren't, why aren't they working together? You know what I mean? Yeah, and in hindsight, man, it's, it's easy to look back and say that, what you just said. You know what I mean? Because we probably could have made some money. You know what I'm saying? Doing things Bro, together the way yeah. we work. But, but at the time, like... I mean, like, even now, like, I mean, you, if you don't have the attitude, like, you're the best person to where you're at, then you're not going to advance past people. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was his attitude. That was my attitude. And then when we bumped heads and then we had, uh, it was basically just that little feud that, and then, and then what was sad about it was just, like, he may not even say what I heard that he said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I heard what they said I said about him, it wasn't true. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, I never said that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I knew I didn't say the shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's how I was like, well, maybe this nigga didn't even say it. And there was a lot of things going on between it. But at the time, you know, everybody was moving. I had money coming up. We were moving. All my little unit was moving. His, you know, unit was moving. So it was just like, fuck it. We was, Jeezy had me all fired up at that time of the year. You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. We started flexing. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was... Like you say, you were hard headed. I know he was hard headed because we did, we did we did a lot of shows and and just the way he took care of things, he was hard headed. So there was no way in hell this could have became could have came to an end in good terms at that moment. Yeah, and, hey, at that let's, time. Let's yeah. make money, bro. Like let's make this music. Yeah. So so as like I said, as a fan, it was kind of one of those like this is bullshit. They should be making money together. Yeah, like yeah, they should yeah. be making music together. Um. 
So the the way I met uh, Leacock was at uh, the Perfect Rack. Yeah. Uh, you said you met um, GT at, at at DC events. Was was this back when they had a? Uh, he was with Sona? the SWAT. He was with the SWAT. With SWAT and with yeah, Zilla. Yeah, he was with the SWAT. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. He was with Zilla. He was with uh, Donamite and uh, Two for Five and a lot of guys that I knew. You know what I mean? From yeah. that kind of pop, Rob G. And uh, I opened up. I did a couple songs. And it like I guess like I did my best at the time I was going off and, and like people weren't used to the way I was rapping at that time real fast and real aggressive so I kind of had everybody pumped up in the crowd and then after they performed guards would just approach me like what's up bro you you know what I mean like you spit it we chopped it all I got his number and I think like I never contacted him you know I never really like fuck with guards I I, I actually was like plexing with guards at first when, and I didn't even know him you know what I mean yeah. like just in my hood a nigga had his poster a female had his poster the Maverick he had a CD called Maverick's the Music Mavericks. Maverick yeah, Music yeah, yeah. some shit old CD you know what I mean and she had his picture and she had my picture and I was like who's that you know what I mean and I thought I was the hottest Mexican out at that time at that just in my area too you know what I mean yeah. she told me Garza I was like man fuck that nigga you know what I mean I'm gonna flex with that nigga <laughs> so I started going off at when I met him Every time I would go to the studio, that's what was my mentality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like man, I'm fixing to write a better verse than this nigga. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we had made a lot of good music at the beginning because it was like a friendly competition. And, and that was great. Like, that, people don't really even do that anymore. Everybody's copying each other now. I was so about much. to say you know that. Yeah, yeah, so, you don't see that yeah. nowadays. So it um, was fun. And Felony. Fellow was with us a lot. Felony, we, we, used yeah. to, we used to fuck you. And that boy T. We used to try to be like... But see, I make remember, you rewrite your that shit. That was a you know dope I mean? ass wave, man. Felony, GT, uh, Risky Boy. Mm -hmm. Risky's my nigga, man. I just man. met Risky yesterday, man. I was at the studio. Mm -hmm. He's he, he still making beats and stuff, yeah, right? He's still doing that shit. That little freestyle I posted while I was at the studio, I was with Risky. Like two days ago, right? Yeah, 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 yesterday, was, actually. Yeah, 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 some shit like that. That Risky was uh, in the background, recorded some shit. But that's that my niggas, man. Like all that shit. That was a great time. For us and just for music, it was just like wide open for everybody to it, to, to do what the fuck they And it's funny you say this about you know? about GT because GT has always been. I don't know him personally, but you know the times that I've chopped it up with him, I, I did some music with him back in the day too. He's always been like one of the most humble dudes, oh, coolest yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. dudes you, you could we, ever meet. Well, look, man. man, like one of the reasons why I fuck GT's my little nigga. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit older than him. You know what I'm saying? And like, and coming up when I met Garza. Like I said, I was doing real street things. You know, I was selling a lot of work, doing all kind of shit. I was buying all kind. Of, that's how I met Garza, on the upside. And like, one thing I fucked with Garza about is because he don't try to act like somebody he ain't. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? So I was I was watching him at first because he wasn't really like my close friend at the time, just a, 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 an acquaintance, a nigga I was trying to get to know. And you know what I mean? People wanted us to rap and shit, but I didn't know him. So I was just feeling the mind as the process went on. I was like, well, this nigga don't be acting like he's gangster. He ain't gangster. No, bro, he you know what I mean? Like, so he don't act that way. So he acts his accordingly to where he is. And that's what I appreciate. That's why I was like, man, you know, I like this shit. I fuck with this nigga like that. And that's how it was because I'm one of them niggas that, like, if you say you're doing shit, then yeah. I want to, like, what's up? I'm going to check, call you out on it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people do that shit to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the way I was raised. You know, it's a Rosenberg. And, 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 it's, and it's funny you say that, man. I'll take this back again. Because the first time I met GT, I remember he used to wear them. He's always been real skinny. He, it looked like he was wearing, like, them, them tight jeans. He always had his hat with 
the fucking bro. GT got style though. That yeah. boy, yeah, he one of them dancing niggas. That boy <laughs> slick with it, bro. I'm telling you, dog. You got my nigga fucked up. That nigga got style, niggas. But but he it. like you said, he never acted. He was comfortable with, with how he dressed and who he was. Yeah, he, he yeah. never tried to put a front. And you got no choice but to respect that. Yeah, man. and see, and like coming up, that's one of the reasons why I feel like. Like, I don't want to say, like, character because you, like, it's not like we're acting, like, to be anything. But once you can feel comfortable with who you are and how you rap, well, then now you're not really competing no more. You're not trying to find, you're not trying to find these patterns that everybody's, you know, copying because they just want to hear Buns or they just want to hear Garza. You just rap your shit. Do how you do. Don't copy these niggas. You know what I mean? And Garza was kind of like that already when I made them. Kind of getting in that mode, that helped me get into that mode. Where I was yeah. like, well, shit, I'm not going to copy guards. I'm going to do buns. Do my shit. And Felony was doing his shit. And that boy T was doing his shit. Risky was making his beat. You know, like just everybody yeah. was in that zone. That shit was tight. Sticky Green was a great studio to be in. You know what I'm saying? DJ yeah. Flea, DJ Buddha, that was their spot. You know what I mean? That shit was gravy. That shit was tight. We met a lot of people in that studio. That's where the mic pass was filmed. With the mic pass, yeah. Yeah, I was outside the studio in my car right there. The video I took was outside the studio. You know what I mean? At the yeah. Street, it was tight, bro. Um, so you guys, La Machina, was this something you guys created? Was this something that's that... Garza. That's Garza stuff. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. That's Garza. Garza, uh, he, he was trying to branch off and do his own little, start his own label because we had so many uh, records and, like, Artists that were upcoming that we thought were, were like pretty dope, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That were involved, and um, that's something that he created. I want to say maybe '06. He started the machine, you know what I mean? And that's where it all branched out from. You know, it takes gears to grind. That was the logo. He started the machine. We had our own studio, all kind of shit. Right here, 45 and Scott, some shit like that. It was a great. It was fucking fun, and uh, that branched off to just trying to when we did Brown by Honor. We didn't realize how big of a statement that would be for just Hispanics, you know what I mean? Yeah. And rap, we just were, that was the first album me and him done. That's the only album that we really just did together. You know what I mean? Like focused, I'm on every track down there and shit like that, you know? And uh, we named it that, we put it out, and it did well. And so people were like, oh, they're doing it for Hispanics. Yeah. And that's kind of how where the machine branched out to La Machina, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we were doing it for our heritage. We were trying to show... Like you know what I mean? Hispanics can do that shit just as well as any other race, and like we were, we were, we were trying to do it different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not because whether you believe it or not, there's some, there's a, to me, you know, like people expect Hispanics to rap a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, me and Garza were trying to break that stereotype, and so at coming up, we were like, we're not gonna, we're gonna rap like East Coast down there. We're gonna rap like West Coast. We're gonna rap like. All kind of fucking shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how it was, and so shit that it turned out pretty good, you know what I mean? Like so, so when you guys did Brown by Honor, how much did that helped the momentum you already had as Man, an artist. As far as look, I'm gonna be honest. Like I missed that momentum, like that. That was something. That was around the time. That was probably one of the last big projects that I done before I had I had my kids in 2010. You know what I mean? Which is around the same year that. Brown Bar on the drop. Yeah. And when that shit took off, like I said, we weren't expecting it to take off the way it was. But then we started doing these little shows in the valley and people were invited us and it was picking up, you know what I mean? I was with them. Then I had my son, Jagger. And um, that's like at that time when I shouldn't springboard it off of that, 
like that's when I was like, uh, see, it's been things like that, man. That's why, like, yeah. a lot of people. But it just if, the reason why I think I st- can keep skipping and staying relevant into the game is just because, like, if I try to spit the dopest shit I can spit, that's it. Because I missed a lot of times to yeah. springboard forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially that was a big time. That Brown Bahana was a great run that we did. You know what I'm saying? And everything leading up to that project, we were dropping a lot of mixtapes and a lot of bullshit. You know. Fuck you, I don't want to say bullshit, but just like mixtapes that we were selling on, like um, Batters Not Included and, uh, Batters not and shit, included, all yeah, Garza yeah. shit. Like, we, we were going off on that shit. Like, that was tight. Garza's a smart dude, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he, he, I remember way back in the day, bro, the track that we got, because, you know, as as an upcoming artist, you look at, you know, especially at Garza at the time, and I thought of Garza as, you know, like a big name artist. You know what I mean? I remember one one time he, he hit me up on on Messenger on Facebook. Hey fam, I like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. We should work on a track together. Dog, as as a nobody, you're like, like, bro, that's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And and to be able to get to work with him, that was pretty dope. Obviously, it was just like a one track thing. We never worked again, uh, for whatever reason. But how you say you miss that wave, you also um, and again, we don't we don't have to talk about this, but you also kind of took a break from music. Period. Yeah, yeah, all the way. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, uh, like, in the process of, of, of having my children and, um, how am I going to say, like, I'm a recovering drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, like, I did drugs. I've done a lot of different drugs, all kind of shit. And in the process of not doing my music and trying to, f- I had, that, like, at the, I was 27 when I had my son. So having my son trying to be a father, that was a new thing because my dad was never around. I had a big, like, issue going on in my personally. Yeah. So, and I couldn't write any music. Everything I was writing was so negative, you know what I mean? So I just felt like instead of tainting, tainting everything I was doing, I was just going to stop doing the music, you know what I mean, until I can get back to where I was at yeah. because it was almost like, not fair, you know what I'm saying, for me to put, to myself and just to the fans, for me to put out music that I'm not putting my 100% in. And so I was going through those issues like that, and uh, I was going through my divorce and all kind of shit like that, you know what I mean? It was going, I had those cases building up, yeah. I had to go do this time. There was a lot of things in my life that just were a little bit more important that I was actually putting on the back burner because of music. Yeah. And then it took, it took my son to make me realize that... Uh, the things I was neglecting were a little bit more important. So I had to go do that. And I just kind of basically just, like, man, you couldn't even get a hold of me, bro. Like, Garza couldn't get a hold of me. Like, and I wasn't on social media that much. I wasn't doing nothing. I was just gone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, like, that hurt me too. But uh, and, uh, I feel like in the process of doing all that shit, I found, I found myself again. I found, you know what I mean? I made it through all them hard times, found myself. And now I feel great about not putting out trash music while I was feeling not as not like buns you know what i mean like basically you know what i mean um so with this um period of time that you weren't making music did you lose the love for music or um yeah refreshing no music has always been a, a a great like music has been good to me you know what i mean like i've like, helped me get through a lot of times and i never really just missed the music like like regretted or had a fucked up fit or lost the love for it or anything like that but there was times to where i felt like 
Like, I just want, didn't want to be, at that time, I didn't want, I could, like, I was very popular around my city. So when I didn't want the attention, it was too late. People yeah. were already seeing me. I couldn't even walk in a fucking Walmart without people talking to me. And at that time of my life, I wanted to be alone. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want that attention. So I, I was feeling kind of fucked up a little. I had some type of way about, damn, man, like, I wish I wouldn't have, like, be so popular. Like, I started questioning everything I was doing. So I didn't really lose the love, but I wanted to, like, get away from it totally at yeah. one point. I didn't want to do anything. You know what I mean? I didn't want to listen to it. I didn't want to write it. I didn't want to do anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I did go through that phase. But uh, uh, my kids, I think my kids helped me get back to music. You know, my kids love music. They sing, they dance, they do. They're named after rock bands. You know what I mean? Jagger, Sabbath, and Kiss. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I named them like that. And uh, uh, they showed me, like, I was like, damn, like, I had a, I was feeling real down about just missing all those opportunities. And then I see my kids and they made me feel good and my, my divorce ended up okay. You know what I mean? At the ass end of doing drugs and doing my time, shit, I'm good. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how I feel. Like, I ain't got no cases. I ain't got my kids are healthy. Everything's good. My relationship with my ex-wife is gravy. Everything's fine. So that's why I'm like, now's the time for me to just come back and do some music, but not I'm not doing music trying to get back in like I was before. I'm just doing music because it makes me feel great. You know, like yeah. I like to rap, bro. You know what I mean? That's all it is. And if th if I can put things together and make a project, well, cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm working on that, but it's not so much of a of a business for me at the moment. You yeah. Know what I mean? I'm just trying to have fun at the moment. So from whenever you first started your music to when you said you know you were having a lot of fun making music when you were doing. Uh, Brown by Honor and just you had your buzz going to now what has been your biggest takeaway of of the industry that that you've learned from or or um I think I think um I think I just learned to like I said just be comfortable being me because there was a small time to where Gar when Garza and Fellow and them were getting songs on the radio and doing things and I was trying to like I got away from, I was right behind them, pumping and feeling like I was finna bust a bubble and get to where they were at, but I started trying to write these records that um, weren't, like, they weren't the type of records that I should have been writing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was trying too hard to write these records that everybody was doing, and that kind of fucked me up a little bit too, but uh, as far as the big takeaway from that, that's when I realized, like, just to be confident, just to be me, you know what I mean? Like, the, the more I'd be me, Nobody can be buns but buns. But you know buns, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I just be like, I just fucking have fun with it, man. Take take that. Try to realize that this is fun. As soon as you stop having fun doing what you're doing, where well, it's just a fucking job. You know what I mean? And then yeah. now I don't even want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. This is not a job to where you get paid every Friday on. So when you're doing a lot of work and you ain't in love with what you're doing. You'll lose the, yeah, you'll you lose it. Like you know that. what I'm saying? You're right, real quick, and and that's yeah. why that's why you see artists get job. Like I work too, bro. You know, like I'm a supervisor somewhere. Like I I do all the all the things. It, it you have to be able to balance that and taking away trying to be yourself. You have to realize what your limitations, what you can and can't do. Can't like, do. Yeah, because I used to do all this shit back there in the game, but I know I can't do that no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I try it, well, I'm gonna probably. Fuck myself off, you know what I'm saying? So and like you, you said, now you yeah. got you know the priorities. Your your kids. Yeah, so now you got to step back, and then now it's more about the music. We're not. I'm not really trying to shine and do all this shit like we used to do. Like I'm doing okay, you know what I mean? Like to where where where's that? 
And and I know I ain't never gonna be Puff Daddy Rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm okay. I could walk through my city and everybody fucks with me. You know what I mean? I everybody in Houston, they know me. Like I like it's great. Like I have no regrets Cause, about Because you had music, the music, you, know you had the look. Yeah, you I know remember, what I mean? you know, buns, you had, you know, you had the braids, yeah. you had you just look like a like a fucking rock star like this, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so you had you had your ups, you had your downs, and and like you say, you, you haven't lost the love for music. What can we expect from Buns in the upcoming months, in the upcoming year, as um, far as I music think, is concerned? I think, um, I think that if 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 everybody, like I've been listening to uh, music and the way people are saying that, like mumble rap and they don't like this type of music is going on and people ain't like, if that's true, if that's what people are saying, well, that's the reason why I started doing these freestyles off the head. That's why I started putting cameras on me and trying to show it because... I think that some of these guys are not as ta like ha don't have real talent, and it yeah. takes a lot of other like a team to make to make that happen for them in the studio and things like that. And I'm trying to showcase just talent. That's all it is. You know what I mean? So what you expected from me is just a whole lot of in your face in your face videos, a lot of freestyles coming up. Like I'm gonna be everywhere I can possibly be. Like I'm not into the plex scene, so you won't hear me calling anybody out, but. Like very active, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's all that's where I'm at. Like I have almost an entire project already written and recorded and it's just about like I mean, you know, like just having a title shot. Like I'm just I'm just working my way back up. I'm not even tripping. Like if I skip some guys, well, I'm gonna show you how easy it is to get skipped. Yeah. Because you you're not that great. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> how I feel. That's just where I'm at. Like I'm gonna be honest. So these young niggas that are doing this shit, there's no way I should catch them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. old, bro. I'm older. My little window's pass. If these guys let me come back and make songs and catch them and get popular like them, you know what I mean? Y'all ain't, like, yeah, right. ain't doing it right. Y'all ain't doing it right, yo. There's no way that I should catch them. I'm being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But that's real, though. Yeah, because like yeah, you so, said, if, if they're as good as they Yeah, if they say, they you know are. what I mean? Yeah, because just wait till I, somebody gets around me to where you start uh, uh, babying up my songs and get a producers around like I ain't Risky's the dopest producer I really fuck with you know what I'm saying I yeah. fuck with Graham also from the from my area who's a great producer you know what I'm saying but he's done shit for Boosie and shit like that but as far as like just focusing on me Risky's the only person I've ever done it yeah. with so you know and and like they challenge me bro like and, and I feel like I have a lot of uh, people waiting to see what I'm gonna do you know what I'm saying yeah. so that's why I'm just like getting active I'm gonna show them what I'm gonna do you know what I'm saying and just um, do you plan on doing features? For yeah, yeah, I do features, man. At the moment, at the moment, uh, do not contact me personally about features. <laughs> contact my brother, man, at howyoufeel at gmail.com. You know, one L, howyoufeel at gmail.com. And uh, you can speak to him about features because I'm, I am bad about saying yes and then getting Get occupied <laughs> with something else. You know what I mean? Like not knowing what I'm looking at in front and do it. So if you contact him, yeah, we can do features. He'll work out numbers with you. But um, like I'm, I'm doing collaborate. Like I never really collaborated with people and things like that. I was always kind of like to myself, thinking that I could do things on my own a lot. Yeah. But uh, uh, this time around, like I'm gonna have a lot of fun. So people who want to collaborate, if you got records that are jamming and you, you know, like you feel like I'm honored if you feel like well, shit, it'll be better with me on it. Well, shit, send it to me. You know what I mean? Like buns100@gmail.com, whatever it is. Just hit me up. I, I may get on it for free. I may just, if the record's tight, you like, 
I have no yeah. no boundaries at the moment. You know what I mean? And still, like, I, I fuck with the machine. They're, they're my niggas. I represent them. Like, I've started when they started, but me, we're not. I'm not really, like, signed to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just helped them from the beginning. You grow. just represent, but yeah, yeah I've yeah, helped yeah. them from when we were rapping in the closet, me and Garza. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so from that point up to where they're at now, I've been there helping them out. They're my niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm always going to rep the machine, but like, I'm also going to be start, starting to try to like branch off with a, another little group of, of guys that can represent, so to speak. You know what yeah. I mean? Have my own little mafia that rose with me at the same time, but. You know what I mean? um, so, so you mentioned earlier that that you have a whole project written, whole project recorded. Do you have a release date in mind or No, no, I don't have a release date, but I'm shooting for like I'm shooting to get uh maybe the summer, like June, around in June, maybe a little bit before June, but I'm completing I have three projects, one almost already written and then two that I've had like few songs in each one and so when i do put the release date in june it's gonna be for the rest of the year like i'm gonna drop three projects after that it won't yeah. be like a huge gap in between when my projects drop like see like that used to be my problem i would drop things be a huge gap in between it i'm gonna be consistent because i'm gonna write the albums prior to releasing them yeah and so that way i don't have to be like I have to take all this time to write more music and I can focus on promoting. Drop yeah, yeah, I already have the music written. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's, see, small things like that, what I learned in the industry, it was, I'm just going to apply what I know now to what I'm doing and maybe it works. Do you, know do you have a title in mind for, for uh, I'm going to name a project Outspoken in Ghetto. You know what I mean? And and Because uh, I just feel like I'm probably one of the ghettoest people I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I come from a real ghetto area. And, and like, I love it. I embrace it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not the person that's going to get uh, panicked if the lights are off in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not that type of dude. Like, I've been through a lot coming up. So, Outspoken in Ghetto is kind of, I feel like, a perfect title for me. I, I don't hold back anything I say. I say a lot of things, you know what I mean? And, and things that might even, people might even offend people. Get but, offended, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just... As, me, you know what I mean? As far as features, can we expect any features on this well, project? Well, definitely or? Garza. Definitely Garza will be on it. Fellow will be on it. I've been reaching out to Fellow a lot. Uh, that boy, T. I'm trying to get back to just the same group of people that I that I started off rapping with and trying to get that vibe and that feel of how we used to do it in the studio because I'm not really trying to create um, any anything. Like I'm going to do some new shit, but at the same time, I'm trying to create some feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. so where when you jam the shit you can remember, oh man, them niggas go that's like that's how music if you if you're claiming you don't like this new shit, well this is what you it's like. like. Yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So Alrighty, man. What where can people find you on social media? Um I'm on Facebook, on Buns Perez, B U N Z P E R E Z. You can locate me on my Instagram is Buns One Thousand. My uh Snapchat is Ghetto Boy One Thousand. And uh, my Twitter's Buns100, but I ain't gonna lie, I don't be on Twitter too much. You know yeah. what I mean? But I be on Snap and, and Instagram and Facebook. Oh, uh, what about a, a YouTube channel? You have a YouTube channel? Oh, you yes, uh, Buns100. Buns100 is my YouTube channel. Um, like I said, I have a lot, like those freestyle videos I do, those been on the fly. I've just been recording them and just putting them. But I do have some, pro some new visuals that I'm gonna put out on my page. And the same time that I get real active on my promotion is when I'll get active on my. On so, my YouTube page, you know. Yeah, what I mean? well, shit, man. Uh, we're we're gonna make sure we link all those links on the description of the podcast, on the description of the YouTube uh, video as well. 
And uh, you know, I just want to say appreciate your time, bro. And and, yeah, and, man, and no thanks problem. for for coming out here for for this interview. And like I said, I, I've been keeping up with you since 2007, 2008. Yeah, no and, problem. And we're going to continue to. Yeah, just keep jamming, bro. I got some new so. shit coming up. I got some new music dropping. And uh, I think it'll be uh, impressive. I'm trying to impress myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the best thing. So hopefully it's a good thing for listeners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so once again, from Rosenberg, Texas, Twin City, Texas. Cheers, yeah. B-U-N-Z, baby. Twin City in the building. What's Buns, good? Buns, ladies and gentlemen. The machine, baby. <laughs>